Hello, listeners, and welcome to the Training Camp for the Soul podcast. I am your host, Chris Marhefka, and this podcast was created to help you discover the root of your frustrations, heal your inner child, and help you break through your own barriers so that you can create more ease in every area of your life. Join me, along with the founder of Training Camp for the Soul, Anat Perry, as we provide proven tools to a more fulfilling life. We'll also be interviewing guest experts and also thriving clients who have been right where you are today. If you are looking to awaken your aliveness, deeply connect with your true heart's mission, repattern your old habits, and become the best version of you, then this show is for you. Thank you for joining and enjoy the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Training Camp for the Soul podcast. I'm here with McKenna Casal. I, I said, <laughs> I'm not even going to cut that. We just went over this. Caso. I was like, no, it's definitely pronounced this way. <laughs> oh, perfect. Perfect. Um, and, and I was just, uh, joking with, with a knot. I was like, I was like, I don't know if I've ever said McKenna's last name, even though I've seen it probably 400 times, <laughs> there's no other McKenna. Yeah. Who needs to know my last name? You're the one and only, that's really how I should have introduced you. This is McKenna. And, um, and so back on track, <laughs> um, McKenna, thank you for being on the podcast. This is going to be one of the first podcasts that that gets aired. Definitely one of the first fifth, first five. <laughs> oh man, on today. So thank you, thank you for being here. Thank you for for having me. You are so welcome. And so um, my intention for this podcast is to tell the listeners a little bit more about you your journey, which it has been a journey, and uh, talking about the, the challenges, the struggles, the wins, the celebrations, the shifts, uh, and everything in between that you want to share with the lovely listeners that are tuning in. Yeah. Um, so you first started in training camp for the soul. You came to the retreat, the old style, when we were up in the cabin, six people. And uh, this actually um, was the first retreat that I was facilitating with a knot. It experienced me version 1.0. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, if you can remember that version of yourself, take us back to McKenna pre-January 2020. And what were some of the things that were coming up for you that led you to this program? Yeah, well, I feel, I feel it's important to name that uh, I was going through Strong Coach Mastermind um, before I took the leap and signed up. Um, and I had already seen a big shift in my ability to work with clients um, at the gym that I was working at and even a bigger shift in like my mindset um, just from the Strong Coach 90 day program. And when I joined the mastermind, um, I, I hit a wall um, and that wall wasn't a business wall. It was a, an emotional, um, a place I had been many times of feeling, um, feeling stuck, feeling, um, you know, it's hard to encapsulate all of the feelings that I was feeling because there was a lot of them um, that they kind of just balled up into one big, um, one big feeling that does not have a name. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I, I felt, I felt, stuck and frustrated. I think, I think that's the best word is I felt frustrated with how, how 
I was feeling and, and coming to a, uh, like, I just felt like I kept coming back to this place of not feeling, um, not feeling like I was enough or like uh, I was worthy or, or worth something. Um, uh, and that was like, that was like the deepest layer of that. And on top of that would have been, um, you know, feeling like there was something wrong with me, um, feeling sad all the time, sometimes, sometimes suicidal, like very depressed, very like um, a lot of polarities. Um, Cause like, sometimes I felt very good. And so it was just like this back and forth and I hit this wall and I was like, I, I can't do this again. Like I can't, I can't be in this, in this, uh, emotional turmoil space uh and and only to come out and come back into it um because that's what I felt like was happening was I would take these steps and I would see progress and then it was like I was right back into the cycle um and the length of time always got longer in between working on that stuff which is like hopeful I imagine um but that's where I was yeah and uh you know I had a conversation with with Mike and um we realized that like I, like I did a lot of good growth in my business and um the most important thing was doing a lot of growth uh, a lot of healing not even growth just healing um and witnessing um of of myself and of, of what's, what's keeping me from feeling like who I am, um, feeling like who I am is enough or is, is everything that mm. the world needs, um, that I need. Um, and, uh, yeah, and he was just like, go to, go to training camp for the soul. <laughs> Um, <laughs> which by the way is, is how Mike tells everyone to go to training camp for the soul. You just like talk a little bit and he's like, go to training camp. For the soul. Yeah. <laughs> just, just and, go. So the same had, thing he told me. <laughs> we had already talked about it. Um, I had, I think I had applied like earlier in the year, like after the 90 day and it just, it wasn't good time. Like I wasn't in a place I wasn't, and not that I wasn't ready, but I just wasn't in a place to be able to commit to that. Mm -hmm. um uh, the way a knot puts it is I was I was blowing her or I was ignoring her <laughs> or like like we, she, <laughs> she like we just weren't ever connecting like I wasn't following through and I don't even really remember <laughs> yeah I just like I think I was just in you're just in your in my space in my zone yeah. yeah and um and and it just it wasn't the right time and yeah um and she knows that mm -hmm. uh you, you so, found it was perfect time. Exactly. Um, right before the world blew up. <laughs> Which, I mean, from the standpoint of best time to, to have these tools, like, mm -hmm. yeah. seriously. Yeah. yeah. You, did, you did the retreat January 2020. Mm -hmm. The world blew up a few months later. Mm -hmm. And then you actually jumped into the mastery program after that. But we'll, we'll, we'll get back to that. I want to I wanna go back to your retreat experience yeah oh going into the retreat I was ready and at the same time terrified mm. um uh I was ready for something to change um I'm always <laughs> I'm always ready for something to change but and that's something that I learned through TCS uh and through all the other modalities that like you could learn about yourself is that like I'm I'm a creature that is meant to be continually transforming mm. um I just need to learn how to do it while staying solid at the same time mm. yeah. um and so going into to the retreat it was like I I'm ready for for a big transformation um and I had already had some big transformations but I I've always discounted them as like, it wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. 
uh, but I was terrified. I was terrified of what would come up. Um, I was terrified of being seen, witnessed, um, uh, because what I learned was um, I, I just felt like I wasn't worthy to be seen or, or no one would ever see me. Um, and that was just my experience growing up. Um, uh, it, it was like, I, I saw everything. I, I soaked in everything. Um, I loved everything, everyone. I saw everyone. Um, and, and there was this like innate feeling, um, that no one saw me. Mm. and uh and so that's just how I lived my life like yeah people aren't gonna see me um and so I'm gonna make myself not be seen Mm -hmm. um and so that's kind of one of the things that deep down was coming up for me at the retreat was um I I shouldn't be seen um and I saw everything and I felt everything and Um, but I was just going to dive in and I noticed my thought, like my idea of like diving in was, okay, I'm just going to do it and see what happens. Uh, but then like the first hot seat, I think I went first (laughs) on the first hot seat of the whole retreat. And, and I did that because I knew I was like, okay, if I'm here, I gotta like, I gotta do this. Mm -hmm. I love that. But (laughs) I went first, which is like a huge step for me because I would usually go last on anything. And it was good, but it didn't feel like, it felt like it was something to check off. Yeah. Like, I don't even think, like, I don't even remember my first hot seat. I just think, I think that it was just like, I was, that my system was blocked. Like mentally, I was like, let's do this. Like, but physically, energetically, I like I was closed off. Yeah. And I don't think I don't even really know, remember what that first hussy was. Um, and then as the day went on, this is like the first full day, I think. I everyone else went before I did, and I realized I was soaking in mm-hmm. everybody's stuff, like just soaking it up. And seeing it is like I you know I just feel what people feel but then also like it some of it brings up my own stuff um and also my own um my own flaws of of not completely open like opening myself up and not completely allowing and accepting myself to feel um and so after everyone went through their next hot seat uh, I was like, I don't know. I think I just cried in between hot seats mm. before it was my turn. Like I knew it was yeah. my turn. And yeah, I just like, I, I broke down even before I mm-hmm. hopped in. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I realized was there are, there were a lot of these, you know, these beliefs. Uh, and a lot of them were really hard for, to, for me to like emotionally connect with. Um, but what I realized in that first hot seat was, or that second, that the big one, I would just call it the big one. The big one. <laughs> the big one. I don't know. I, I think it was a long time. I don't, time yeah. was not measurable no. then, but um, I think what it was, was like, it was everything that I had collected. Mm. Um, like, some of it and I think I remember saying this was like some of it doesn't even feel like mine Mm. um or a lot of it didn't feel like mine Mm -hmm. um they were just feelings that needed to be felt yeah whether like I couldn't attach a belief to it Mm um and so in that moment I just realized I'm like wow like I have this I'm caring so much and, and it's hard and that's why it's been so hard. Um, and, and not to like 
push aside any of my own experiences or, or, or um, trauma or anything that like I experienced that caused more discomfort. But at the base of it, it was, it was everything that I was carrying right. from birth to yeah. even maybe even before then um, that just needed to be like released. Like I, like I was carrying my parents stuff. I was carrying uh, the people around me. I was carrying like ancestor things I was carrying and I still am um, carrying uh, the global You're like this uh, um, collective emotional sponge that just kept filling and never got wrung out. Mm-hmm. Kept filling, yeah. Kept expanding and filling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so in this hot seat, I just like letting it move through. I just noticed this like Im- immense like energy running through me as it was, I was, as it was releasing. Mm-hmm. Um, and like looking back now, like what a gift it is to be able to like, to have like such like depth to be able to feel anything that, that I can't even relate to. Like I can relate to it, but you know, like I can't attach a name or a label to it, but just to like, be able to feel it. Strong sensation, powerful Mm -hmm. electricity and energy. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So the retreat. (laughs) (laughs) And, and so, and so if you, if you can like take us back to like after that big hot seat or maybe after the retreat itself, like where, where were you? Like what had, what had shifted in the, in the moment? Yeah. Um, well, so I want to, I want to point out like during, after that initial hot seat, uh, that big hot seat, um, what I noticed myself doing is I, I felt more like, and this went on through the whole weekend as I released more, um, whether it was through the breath work or through the other, um, activities, experiences, hot seats. Um, but what I noticed myself doing was like, I no longer felt this. Let me take that back. I I did feel it it just wasn't as strong of like this need to like block myself off. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, I could be more open to being with myself, but at the same time, the biggest thing that I noticed myself doing was when you were in it, when you and a not were, were running somebody through a hot seat, I was like watching everything that you were, you were doing. Um, I was watching the person, like, I just noticed myself picking up on these things. Yeah. And I, I might like, like there was a couple of times where I, I had a thought of what this person was experiencing or whatever. And then you or not would like guide them to that. Mm-hmm. And, and I just felt like, oh, there's this desire to like do more for humanity um, and for others that are hurting. And, and like, there was this experience of like, I had to do like go through and feel all of what I was feeling so that I can help other people do that. Yeah. And, um, and clear it, clear it mm-hmm. so that you have a, a clearer channel for those to be gifts. Cause when, cause when it's too much, like you mm-hmm. can't feel the gift and you can't see the gift. Yeah. In it. Like, oh, this is too much. Gotta get out. It just feels like a burden. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so coming out of the retreat, I just I noticed myself um being more aware, which is Mm -hmm. you know, one of the first I think it's the first step. First stage, yeah. (laughs) First stage, but like it's all the stages, really, if you think about it. Um I just noticed that I was more aware of how I was treating myself, um, how I was hiding myself. Um, you know, I, I would say in, in the grand scheme of things, uh, before walking in to TCS, my soul was like hidden, mm. like just hidden, um, uh, there, but very, like if you, if somebody looked in my eyes, they'd probably have to look really, really deeply to be able to see 
that my soul was there, not there or hiding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> whatever that means, you know. Yeah. What I mean. <laughs> so. And did you feel like after that, did you feel like you were accessing it more? Yeah, I felt like, um, I felt like it was, I was allowing it to emerge a little bit more mm -hmm. and it, it took about, I mean, I would say just up until the end of the year, 2020, mm. it like, it probably didn't start even, I would say this, this year, like, um, it's been, you know, like they say like 18 months, Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I've been, and I've been doing other things mm -hmm. to be able to like, uh, create a better, create unity between my soul and, and my, and my heart and my mind and my higher self and, um, myself, my physical body. Um, uh, but coming right, right after I just, I noted the biggest thing I noticed is like, I feel more aware I'm more able to feel what I'm feeling. Um, and it wasn't easy. Like there were moments where I would, you know, start to go back into pattern a little bit. Um, and the biggest thing over time that I've had to learn is like, notice that those are, those are parts of me that are afraid, parts of me that are hurting, um, parts that are angry. Um, and, and they're welcome here. Yeah. And, um, until, and it took a while, like I would say probably up until the, you know, beginning of this year, uh, to be more, have more self-compassion and a more like of a, a welcoming of anything that shows up is allowed here. Um, because just by me getting frustrated at it, like, I, I would notice myself, you know, going through integration, like I would get frustrated, like, I feel like this is coming up again, or I feel like these feelings aren't going away. And it's like, they, they may never go away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably not ever going to go away. And like, that's the beauty in it of like, if I'm around other people who felt similar to me or who having intense feelings, I'm probably going to feel that same feeling. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah. And so I felt that there was this more um, acceptance or allowance mm -hmm. to let those feelings come in, um, to let them be here um, and however long they needed to be here, um, but also to like set myself up as the adult of like, you can be here, but like, I'm gonna do things this way, right? Um, like this suicidal ideations that I experienced before never left like they're still present um but the difference is I no longer feel that it's taking over me mm -hmm. um like I can say like I understand why you feel this way or why you feel that this is why you would want to do this um we're going to try this instead, or we're going yeah. to do this instead. And so there's just this like more ability to be able to have a conversation um, with love and compassion and like, but also authority. Yeah. Um, so would you say that it's like you're, you're seated at the big boardroom table and that voice is just one of many voices and you're just giving it the, the space to say its part. And then also like chairman of the board is like, okay. And great thanks for sharing and we're gonna we're gonna do this <laughs> great idea yeah. steve like <laughs> yeah whatever. yeah mm -hmm. that's exactly exactly what it's like yeah not all the time but right right a lot of the time yeah, yeah. and so um what what um because this is more common than people realize first of all yeah and and what what would you say for people that if if they're listening to this and they've never heard this perspective before, uh, is there anything you you would say or or just share from your own experience? Yeah. Um, 
in moments like that feel very overwhelming, like a crisis um, or like you just, like it's too much. Um, it may be too much, but like you have the power to be be solid in, in crisis, to be grounded in, in a moment of crisis. But in, the only way to do that is to one, let yourself feel what that feels like and to um, offer up compassion to those feelings, offer up um, a curiosity. Um, uh, bear witness to it um, because, you know, something that you don't look at is going to keep coming back. Um, and yeah, the, I mean, the biggest thing that, that I have learned is that um, I, I can stay grounded in, in moments of, of, in, you know, in, in the waves of those things that come up, like I could stay grounded in that. Um, and, and I believe every, everyone can. Yeah. Um, it just takes the right, it, I don't want to say right. It, it, it takes this, it takes a bravery and a courage to, to be able to face it and, and to love yourself through it. Um, and to know that um, all that love's already inside of you, it just needs to, it needs to be welcomed mm. alongside what is present for you. Um, yeah, stay soft when you wanna get hard. Yeah, that's great advice right there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so true, so true. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Yeah. I believe we all, all do have that, that capacity for sure. Mm -hmm. And also, and also, um, when you feel like you don't have the capacity, um, just, just one, uh, I don't know if it's like one, one word or one, um, like hand, hand up and there's, people out there that will support mm -hmm. yeah ask i've had to do that a lot of times mm -hmm. um and there's no shame in that like no. i've had friends tell me if i told them i felt like i was being a burden i've had them tell me like i would rather you call me than than not be here mm -hmm. like, even if it does feel like you'd be a burden like yeah. reach out anyway, because uh, yeah, we don't, I mean, we who have lost people mm -hmm. know what that feels like to not have them here. But oftentimes when you're in, in that dark space, it's really hard to remember that or to know that. And, and most everyone's lost somebody. Yeah. Um, one of one of my mentors used to say that we every every single person and this is not to to discount or to minimum really compare it's not to compare but it's he would say that every person is fighting an internal battle that we know nothing about there's no way we can really really deeply connect to the battle that you're fighting inside that I'm fighting inside that every single human being is fighting inside mm -hmm. and and we're all fighting a battle mm -hmm. and so that like connection um offers simply the perspective of compassion and when mm -hmm. we open up and, and share vulnerably about that struggle that we're feeling inside we all can feel that part of ourselves that has struggled inside even if the words aren't the same or the situation isn't the same yeah battle's a battle mm -hmm. 
no matter what the name is it on it or whatever the details are it, of it. And so um, giving, I always like to think of it as like giving people the opportunity to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, something that stays hidden um, isn't, will never be able to, to come out until you speak it mm-hmm. or allow it, uh, emote it or um, write it out. I mean, for me, writing <laughs> isn't the greatest tool, but it works for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, like when we hide something and we keep it hidden to ourselves, um, even from ourselves, uh, not being able to not it, like, it's going to stay there and it's going to grow. Um, and, and it's going to take away your life force. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, there's such a gift in being able to bear witness to that feeling yourself, but also let other people see it. Um, because that community aspect of, of, um, feeling and being witnessed in your feelings uh actually allows for for your soul to be reclaimed um for uh yeah for you for you to wake up for you to have more peace feel more peace in the future um um there's more fruit that comes out of letting your the darkness come out yeah um, rather than holding it in mm-hmm. um yeah and, and what what were some of um some of the most impactful anchors that you used during those times that were challenging <laughs> Uh, one of them I still use very regularly. Mm-hmm. I am safe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, repeating that to myself over and over again is in, in moments where I actually caught myself saying it in a dream. <laughs> That's how you know it's in the unconscious, subconscious, yeah. <laughs> In a dream, this dream, this dream was, I feel like I should share the dream. <laughs> um, it was about, a, like there was tornadoes happening. And um, first part of the dream was uh, somebody asked me, oh, do you think there's going to be a, a thunderstorm or whatever? And, and I was looking around, I was like, well, I don't know. And then there was a sense of like, there's a tornado coming. And I was like, no, but there's a tornado. And I like looked in the distance and there's this like big tornado coming everybody's like running to their car and I'm trying to grab my stuff to go to my car. Um, the tornado, there's two tornadoes. One doesn't actually make it to where I'm at, but this other tornado comes and I didn't quite make it to my car, but somebody's trunk was open. And so I kind of like didn't get in the trunk, but hit under the, the overhang of the trunk. And it just like barely missed me, like just passed right by. And it was loud. So I'm like, okay, it's not coming back. Like, why would it come back? It's just going to keep going in the path it's going, right? I get into my car and it comes back. And it's like over my car, like just spinning Mm. over my car, over my car. I could see the inside of it. I could hear it. I could feel it. Um, It was like a vortex. Um, But my car was shaking. It just wasn't coming off the ground. Mm. And I was calm, like, as calm as you could be In, inside of a tornado <laughs> inside of, like I wasn't freaking out and I was just like okay it's okay it's okay and I like climb into the onto the floorboard in the passenger seat and I'm like sitting there like huddled like I was just like it's okay I'm okay I'm safe like it's okay I'm okay I'm safe car's not moving car's not lifting it might turn around a little bit um and then and then I woke up Like, I think I woke myself up saying I am safe Mm. and I come back into, I go back to sleep and I'm back in the dream and it's 
long gone from now and somebody's like, oh, did you hear about the tornado? And my response is like, yeah, I did. <laughs> and casual. Yeah. Super casual. Like it wasn't a big deal. Um, did it. No big deal. And so when I was reflecting on it the next morning, I was journaling and, and what came out was like, I am more powerful than a tornado. Like, yes. I'm way more powerful than a tornado. And that became like, I even talked to my therapist about it. And she was just like, yeah, she was like, it's, you totally are. Yeah. Um, not to mention there were some other, like, I saw the tornado before it was coming. So then there's this like, you know, these gifts of like being intuitive and being, and so like, just the, a lot of these things are coming online. But when it comes back to that, I am safe, something that came up a few days, like a week later about that dream was I was actually nurturing myself. Yes. like mothering it was like a mothering yeah. like um and and so like I, like that's probably I would say the only anchor yeah like you know I'm safe like regardless whatever is happening even if I'm sick like I'm safe mm -hmm. and and I can mother and nurture myself mm -hmm. and um be you know uh have grace and compassion for myself and take care and take care of myself um and so though that that i think is probably is the main the only anchor i would i would say that has stuck with me um and was a big one back then too yeah. um, and i would say that when you started to to mother yourself to nurture yourself that is it's almost like there was the benefit of that but then that's when you're power started coming online too mm -hmm. or expressing yeah. that tornado like power mm -hmm. yeah. so it was like able to come through yeah yeah which uh which certainly certainly came out when you did the mastery program that was a whole yeah. other level yeah, yeah. We, we 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 don't have time to go through all the, the details of that but it was just another example of, a, if I can reflect, like you leaning in when it was uncomfortable to hit even another level and um, at our mastery retreat, mm -hmm. there's there's a lot that you faced during that retreat, mm -hmm. but then you, hmm, I'm, something shifted when you went to go and support, actually, I'd like to hear from you. So after the mastery retreat, we, um, we had our, our, our full graduate retreat Had I don't know, 20, 24 people or so come and you were facilitating a, a small group by myself, by yourself. Yep. The only, yeah. only, only mastery, uh, facilitator that was by herself because she wanted to, <laughs> um, chose to. And so what shifted for you? from like going back back in for another round of see what else is in there digging up healing to then being able to stand in your power and really like crush it yeah um i don't yeah i don't and even that that retreat i i just felt like that was the beginning because the last retreat i facilitated at i was uh, I mean, it was, I'll mention something on that in a second, but I think it, there was just this, like, it just, <laughs> don't even have words. It just felt natural. Like, I just felt like this is what I, I'm supposed to be doing right now. Um, uh, uh, I, um, part of me felt like the, it, I was just in a, I was in a vortex mm. of like, I'm here to like support and to serve these people. And um, it was like, uh, I, I don't even know that I was paying attention to my own stuff while like, while I was facilitating. So I can't really say like, oh, I was able to stay with myself. Like I was able to stay with myself while facilitating them. But like, I, put anything that I was dealing with off to the side and like it wasn't even in the forefront of my mind um 
in this particular retreat, it was just very, um, it just felt like I, I, it was just something I needed to do. Like I was supposed to be doing that. And so I'm just gonna, I'm gonna take care, take care of the people in front of me. And um, there are moments where I did have to ask for support because I was still practicing my, my energetic container. Um, in some moments it felt like I was taking it all back in. Mm. Um, yeah. So it was, it was, you know, it was an, an experiment for me of like, how much, how much can I be soft and protect myself while helping these people? And like, do I know my limits? Mm -hmm. Right. Can I, and can I ask for help? Um, but the second facilitation, the second, um, retreat in April, um, it was a different ball game. Like I just, I had just lost one of the most important men in my life. Um, it died suddenly a month before, um, not even a month before it was like three weeks before. And I was coming in with like shock loss with a lot of grief, like a trauma. Um, cause it was very unexpected. And I felt like this part, that particular retreat is I really, really found this, like it felt right. Like even though I was in pain, like it felt like I can hold myself and, and be, be aware of what I'm feeling and I can be there for somebody else and, and, and be with them, be a witness to them. Like, it wasn't even like, I'm going to guide you or I'm going to get you here. It was like, I'm just going to witness you. Mm -hmm. Like I have to witness myself. Um, and in that retreat, I felt like um, it felt easy. As hard as it was, it felt very easy. And um, it, it just like affirmed to me that like, um, as much as I, I can soak up other people's stuff, like I'm supposed to bear witness to them and help them transmute it for themselves. Mm. Um, and I think it's important to note like around that time and even since then, I've, I've had to, I've learned that if I haven't gone through it myself, everything that I'm helping somebody else go through or like guide them through it's coming from a guide. Like it's not coming from, yeah. from my soul. It's coming from a guide. And so I'm helping them through it. Um, but I'm not teaching them how to do it, like transmute it in themselves. Mm -hmm. And so once I can, like, once I can feel, uh, like give myself grace, give myself attention, give myself the opportunity to feel grief, uh, in whatever capacity that is, give myself um, love. Um, biggest one being grace, because I think uh, oftentimes I'm the hardest on myself and others may feel the same way. Um, but once I do that to myself, no longer is what I'm guiding or giving somebody else is coming from a guide. Now it's, I'm giving them and transmuting to them, the, transmitting to them the ability to do it for themselves because I've done it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I think those are, those are That's what makes... two of the things that shifted mm. with both retreats of like bearing witness to myself so that I can help them do that for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what makes the truly, truly embodied guide is I've, I've been here before and like, this is, this is the path and Mm -hmm. um yes and i know what it feels like and and yes you can do this and um there's like a knowing in it there's like a knowingness in it when you've experienced the path versus you've just cognitively learned about the path there's a big difference energetically yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that was that was that was a a really fun recollection because even for me i 
see the McKenna today. And I, in a way, like knew how far you had come, but like, even just this, as you were sharing some pieces, I was like really, really feeling into like where McKenna was like that first retreat and then mastery and mastery retreat. And the second, and I was like feeling into all those and I was like, wow, McKenna has come a long way. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I, you shared a few things that were some of your biggest shifts, but I also want to reflect that your grounded presence that I'm experiencing today and that I experience with you now uh, is like a hundred X. I don't know if you can measure grounded presence, but from zero to a hundred, we're a hundred X like really here. And um, yeah, it's, um, that is in like my, that's like the most like embodied quality is like your hereness and your, mm-hmm. your calmness and your presence. Um, but what, what were, what were in your, in your words or some of the biggest shifts between January, 2020 day one of the retreat, the first experience and today almost going on almost two years later biggest shifts uh i'm more accessible just there's more access to myself with myself um, but also to other people uh i imagine (laughs) (laughs) um like I feel I'm more accessible like it's safe for people to like my emotional body is much bigger that people can can see it and witness it and um uh because you're putting it out there and allowing them to right yeah yeah Yeah. because I'm being vulnerable um authentic showing up just just as I am like I cried in class a couple of weeks ago. Um, We were sharing an experience that uh, it was like a personal change assignment for, for the class. It was like, pick a, pick something that you want to change over the, over the course of the semester and then write a reflection paper on it. Had no idea we were going to share it. My, my paper wasn't even that deep and like my change, cause I'm constantly changing. I didn't really pick anything because I was like, <laughs> I'm always changing something. Like I'm not, I've had really big changes. So it's like, I didn't, and I didn't want to pick something very surfacely, surfacey right. because that's not who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, like social media, like, oh, I'm going to take a 30 day break of social media, you know, <laughs> things like that. Like to me, that's just like, yeah, I'm just going to do it. I'm not going to reflect on it. Cause right. <laughs> um, so my thing, my pay, my thing was about space, like creating more space for myself, which is another thing that has shifted of like not continually making myself like run into a wall. Mm. Um, so when I, I stepped down from my job in September, um, I had more space and I was like, I'm not going to fill it up with something else, mm. like a job, another job or more work to do. Um, and so I wrote about that, which didn't feel like a big deal to me. Uh, then we had to share about it in class to everybody and everyone's talking about theirs. It was social media. Yeah. Stretching. I did some stretching every morning. Really hit Um, those edges. People. I cut (laughs) out, I cut out, I cut out Netflix. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, it was just things like that. And everyone's just talking and I'm, and I'm wanting to cry. Mm. Like, like, I feel like I've changed so much in the last, like, well, my whole life, but more so in the last two years. Um, and everything I've done in the last uh, couple um, couple months, uh, I think I think I just did an MDMA journey too, and so I was just kind of broken open. But <laughs> I they get to me and I went last. So we know how that goes. Mm -hmm. Feeling everything I could feel. I could also feel into like 
how surface and how deep probably people deeper probably people wanted to go mm-hmm. that they didn't yeah. and so then I just start crying and I'm like uh I just said my change was a lot deeper than I than I wrote about like it went a lot deeper and so I just ta- started talking about how like I have the capacity to face myself like having that space um and not filling it made me face myself and face everything that I was feeling and so there is this capacity to be um to be with myself and that's probably another big shift of like I'm just able to be with myself more and face myself even if it's hard um but then my vulnerability is like I'll cry and talk about deep things even if everyone else is talking about nothing Um, And so like this ability to be able to just be who I am um, and it's still a work in progress. um, But there, there are so many moments where I think about, well, I'm just going to hide and I choose not to like, I just like, I'm just going to, that's not being true to myself if I hide. So I'm going to show up with everything that's present right now. Um, what a gift mm-hmm. to show that entire class what that means to be truly authentic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I imagine, especially with the context of what you're in school for, right? Yeah, it's just interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a really, it was a substance abuse class. Uh, so it's a deep class already. Yeah. And um, everyone was just like, very it's just interesting like I was talking to somebody about this the other day it's like majority of the people that I am surrounded by there's no depth to them like they don't let themselves access that right right let other people see it right right there it's like there is depth but they don't even go there so it's like how can anyone else see that yeah and they're not conscious to it exactly yeah um but if we look at astrology (laughs) everything in my natal chart points to like there's a deepness to every aspect of who I am and I have to I get to accept that Mm. and get to live in it live into that and lean into it Mm. that's probably the biggest biggest some of the biggest shifts that I've had since day one to now it's almost been two years yep two years January Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. McKenna, thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story so vulnerably. And um yeah, sharing sharing advice and like all of the learnings through your own journey. Um I imagine this is definitely gonna touch uh many people that it reaches. So mm-hmm. thank you. Yeah. Thank you for the platform to share. You're welcome. And (laughs) in in some regards, I feel like a great uh, podcast host and some, I feel like a terrible because I come in with this ideas of like all these things I'm going to do. And then I just like track where we're going. I'm like, I was just loving following your story and like really. (laughs) Yeah. It's interesting that you say that because this is only my second podcast I've been on. <laughs> and uh, it's scary for me. Like, mm. But I think the best podcasts are the ones that are just conversations, mm. deep conversations mm-hmm. that don't have like, you know, a structure. Yeah. But that's, that's my perspective and my opinion. Other yeah. people might like structure. <laughs> Yeah, and and I um I I love the depth too, and and like I say to just about every person that we start swimming to the depths is we could keep swimming for a long time, couldn't we? And the answer is usually yeah. yes. Um, yeah. and I promised the listeners, and I promised to not that I would keep these to an hour or less. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, like Joe Rogan does like three hour podcasts. I know, I know, my, and they're my, great. <laughs> Yeah, my my personal podcast, fully expressed. I do allow it to to go where it wants to go, and I've had two and a half hour episodes. But um, yeah, this one I I promised some structure, so structure I deliver. (laughs) I think I think that's great. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, McKenna, for, for everything, for uh, sharing your growth, your challenges, your development with all of us so vulnerably. And um, there was one last question I was going to ask you. Um, you. You did give some some advice, but I also just want to ask just in, in general, if you, from everything, all your change, um, if you have any advice for people that find themselves stuck in life. You don't have to stay there. And um, in my personal experience, it has always been the best step was to ask for support. Whether it was training camp for the soul or, you know, strong coach or, um, you know, my own, my other uh, support team, like my therapist, my energy healer, um, seek out support. If you, if you feel like you're not getting anywhere, like you don't, like you don't have to do that by yourself and you, and you'll probably, you may come back to that place. Even if you get yourself out, if you don't, um, give yourself the chance to be able to have support around you. Um, and, and that could be a friend too. Um, uh, but I, I have found the greatest, uh, the greatest growth has happened when I've let other people be with me in that growth. Um, whether it was going to a retreat or signing up for a program or um, scheduling sessions with, with my, my other um, healers. Yeah. Um, I, I, <laughs> there's this book, uh, Consciousness Medicine. It's about plant medicine or journeying um they they francoise mentions um that those who go without a guide will be working for hundreds of years on these things um versus if you were to get a guide um it'll go quicker like what you could do in a longer time by yourself will be much more fruitful and faster with somebody's support. Yeah. Yeah. Such great advice as someone I'm raising my hand over here who went alone for 33 years. Yeah. I can certainly attest to asking for and receiving the support of, yeah. of a guy that's, that's walked the path before because there's someone out there that has walked this path, whatever your path is and whatever your challenge is, there's someone out there that can help you. And, um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's just like this, you, like you, you started the, the advice with just making the choice to not be stuck anymore mm -hmm. and then watch the magic unfold as the, mm -hmm world the universe and others support you yeah mm -hmm. thank you so much mckenna thank you this was such a pleasure it was a pleasure for me too i'm so grateful thank you so grateful and thank you listeners for committing your last hour to hearing mckenna's story and um if this was supportive of you in any way if you enjoyed this uh please let us know let mckenna know slide into her dms no i don't know <laughs> no let, let me know um share this episode please uh, do the review thing subscribe all the podcast things that just helps us out spread this message to more people so thank you all for listening and uh yeah stay tuned next week for another of our clients stories and um, if you want to learn more about Training Camp for the Soul, go to trainingcampforthesoul.com. Follow us on Instagram at trainingcampforthesoul. You can learn more about our 
online programs, our in-person retreats, and our mastery program. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for joining us for this week's episode of the Training Camp for the Soul podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please share it. And if you'd love to thank us, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. And to learn more about Training Camp for the Soul and the work that we do, go to trainingcampforthesoul.com where you can get some free resources, learn about our online programs and in-person retreats. And lastly, follow us on Instagram at Training Camp for the Soul for some inspiring and life-changing content.